Hello fellow sojourners, I'm your host Dave Layton and welcome to Travel with a Purpose, a podcast designed to keep sojourners and friends informed, entertained, and inspired. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with Randy Bowman about a topic of personal security when using the computer or other similar type devices. Now, Randy and I have been friends and professional colleagues for many years. As a matter of fact, I was trying to think about that. Um, I don't remember when we first met. I think it was 2002, but um, I had 15 years with the college system before I retired, and and that's when I first met you when I started working for the college system. Right, so that that probably is about right, 20 20 years. Yeah, we worked together a lot, and I always enjoyed it. Uh, We worked together at the Alabama Community College System office for a number of years. And uh, Randy served as director of our information technology, and I worked as the associate director of career and technical education. And our areas overlapped a lot because of the uh, computerized reports that I had to do and statistics and all of that. So, Randy, you have, and, and I know I've said it to you before, and I always appreciate it, you have the unique ability to be a technical person with good human relations skills. <laughs> Sometimes our technical folks are really, really great at one thing but not the other and uh, you had a good blending of both of that thank you and so you and your team um, you know you 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 just continually um, supported us and one of the things that we were challenged with at the college system was our computer security you would think we're a robust system you know the college system and all of that but i remember a couple of occasions where we were hacked, uh, our systems were challenged, and, and uh, it was quite a bit of a problem, to say the least. Well, of course, our sojourners can use this information because we travel all the time. We're using our debit cards to shop with and bank and all kinds of other things like that. And so uh, I know my brother-in-law has had problems where um, his debit card information was stolen at a gas pump. And uh, we were talking before we got started about my wife's ID being taken. And so it is something that's a very real issue for us today. So um, I wanted to talk with you. Uh, You've got a wealth of information and background in it. And so uh, let's get started. Well, I've introduced you, but I want you to tell the audience a bit more about yourself and what you're doing now. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Dave. Thanks for inviting me. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come and, and talk to you and, and share a little bit about, um, you know, s- computer security and information security um, with your audience. Um, you know, it's, it, I would definitely say that your audience is a group that's targeted and, you know, I want to make sure they're well prepared to yeah, handle that. Yeah, I want to that. ask you a little bit later what makes us such a good target. I think we'll, I know we'll the there. answer for that, but yeah, let's <laughs> but, talk about that later on. Go ahead, but, please. So, yeah, like you said, um, I've been in a, a professional, as a professional IT information, secu- information technology person, oh, probably 25 years okay. now. Okay. Um, been around computers and working with them, of course, long before that. Um, so I started my career as a programmer, running a help desk, helping, you know, hey, how do I reset my password? Or I forgot my password. I forgot my <laughs> password, right. And, um, you know, and, and I've worked uh, mostly in government and um, nonprofit associations. 
and I just worked my way on up the ladder, so to speak. And now um, I'm the chief information officer for a for an association called the International Accreditors for Continuing Ag Education and oh, Training. Yes. I know uh, IACET. Yes, ISET. Yes, yeah. and. Um, so I've been doing I've been working with them for the past seven years, and right now I'm uh, filling in as the interim uh, president and CEO uh, of that organization. Oh, so okay, I did not know that. Congratulations, yeah, thanks. great, thanks. So a lot of time in the IT world, and yes, I have I have had to manage some security breaches. Yeah, yeah. I've had to do some security training and. Uh, been very wary and mindful of, you know, computer security in the business environment as well as in um, the individual personal household kind of environment. Okay. Well, all of us use computers, I mean, every day. Even when we don't think we're using computers, we're using computers. Nowadays, that is true. Yes. Uh, our phones, our iPads, all of those are computing devices. Your smart TV. <laughs> oh, that's right. Our smart toaster, our smart refrigerator. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. So the opportunity for some kind of fraud or breach in security is just all around us, especially when your phone or your iPad's on and you don't even know it. These tools help us. They do. They really do. And and uh, as we travel as sojourners, uh, we stay in touch with family with emails and phones. So it's, it's something that is just a has become almost a necessary part of our life. I can't imagine not having them. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about protecting ourselves, uh, and not just ourselves, but of course other folks as well who might be interacting with us. So. Uh, do you have any statistics about computer crime? Uh, it's all around us. I mean, it is. It is. You know, the um, the U.S. State Department estimates that it, that one in four people are a victim of some kind of cyber crime. One in four. One in four. And mm -hmm. and personally, I think that might be a little sh a, a little low. Yeah. Um, but you know, they work on reported. Okay. Crimes and all of that, and you know. So, so that's often, interesting. I might actually be a victim and not realize it. Oh, you probably realize it, but you may not have reported it to the authorities. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, so, so let's say someone steals your debit card, and and they walk away with you know maybe you you know you're mindful of your account balance, so you're seeing it every day, and you see those uh, suspicious charges. Um, you know, right where they happen. Okay. And so it's only maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars, right? Okay. So you immediately call your bank. You know, they cancel the card. They send you a new card. But you have you didn't go and file a police report for something right. that small. Okay. Didn't, yeah, didn't report a crime. For you, you didn't report necessary. a crime. Okay. So a lot of the government statistics they rely on actual. Okay. Documented reported crimes. Okay. And so in that case, you know, it comes down to this one in four. Okay. But, you know. Yeah, it's got to be higher than that. But it's got to be higher than that yeah. because we all know people who have had their debit card stolen mm -hmm. at least once, right? And, and we know them, but it was small enough that they didn't go and report it. So I think it's much higher than that. If if I've had a breach in my personal security, am I a greater target now, a more likely target? 
Because now there's a trail of some kind? I would say no. Um, okay, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. It's not, it, it, it sounds like it's almost a, 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 a target of opportunity and then they move on. And then they move on. Okay. Right. Okay. So we want to reduce the target of opportunity as best we can. Exactly. Okay. exactly. And we may never completely do away with it, but if there's some things we can do, and that's where I want to go with this. To, right. We want to minimize your chances. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, some things are just out of your control. I think I saw recently um, another one of the big companies uh, 23andMe. 23andMe. I got a notification of it recently. I like sure did. Had been hacked. Yeah. And, and six million, um, you know, records or something like that yeah. stolen. So, and, and, and it's not just them. I mean, it's happened to Bank of America. Oh, sure. Facebook. You see it all the time. Such Target. Target. A few was years a, ago. Right. A huge thing. And so... Maybe you've you've minimized it, so you're probably you may have done some business with Target is sure. a good one. I, I I know my wife lives off her Target account, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, we live off of Amazon accounts. So far, so that's that one's hasn't a, been a problem. Right? But. Oh, she likes that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so let's say you do have a Target account, and it's outside of your control that their systems were breached. Yeah. But there are some things you could do to minimize that affecting you, you know. And we'll maybe we'll talk about that more okay. a little yeah. later with the right. with the whole have a unique password for every single site. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, well, that's it. Have a unique password for every single site. Well, that site. was what led to the breach with Twenty Three and Me. They said was the duplication yeah. of passwords. Right. And I'm guilty of that, my brother. I I am making the effort to change. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I'm but, sorry. Yeah. So the statistics are not in our favor, unfortunately. They are not. And, and of course, they won't be because, right. you know, the malicious actors, the bad actors are intentional. Yeah. And, and we, as computer users, tend not to be as intentional protecting yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Right. They have time, resources, and, and, our, and knowledge. And that knowledge and are looking for. Yeah. And we okay. have to do... And a lot of times we forget to do our part. Yeah. So it's like securing your your home, right? You have you have locks on your front doors. You may have a, have a security system. Yeah. That's awesome. But if you walk out the door and don't lock it behind you, how good is the lock? Yeah. Or if I don't have the security system activated. If you or, don't activate yeah. the security system, or if you you know don't keep up with your keys, so. 10% of keeping yourself safe is technical in nature, and about 90% of it is behavioral. Okay. The, the lock versus key, you know, maintaining your yeah. keys. And the behavioral would cover such things as making sure I have unique passwords. Passwords on, on every site, right. Okay. Being security conscious. Exactly. It's really tough. Okay. All right. So my target audience for this podcast is primarily sojourners, not exclusively, but primarily. So what makes us such an easy target? Now, <laughs> look at our demographic. We're, we, we travel all over the place. Right. We leave our homes and stuff sometimes. We do make sure it's locked and secured and somebody's keeping an eye on it. But we're traveling all over the place and we're using our electronic uh -huh. resources and all of that. 
seems to me to make us a target. It, it does. And, you know, I think, I don't know if, I don't know how much of the traveling is that part and how much of it is, you know, the, the demographic of people who are able to travel that much. Okay. Um, the, the fact is, you know, people over 60 are intentionally targeted by our bad actors. I want you to say that again. That is a critical point. People over 60 are intentionally targeted by the bad actors. We have always been the always elderly, ha- the, even outside of the electronic yep. realm, the fraud and things that go on. Well, that's why the, our number one command is to take care of the widow and the orphan. Isn't that something? <laughs> it, it, it's, it, yeah. it, it's there for a reason. Yeah. It, it's part of um, life that has nev- that's always been and, and always will be. Sure. There's a vulnerability there. Yeah. Okay. So so targeted over sixty. A lot of it is you guys have the money. <laughs> well, that's right. You, you have built up yeah. money over your life. You're now at a place where you are living on that those investments and that retirement income. You really do have that audience has more money than the younger people. That makes you more appealing. There is some, you know, one of the great, one of the tactics that the malicious actors use is they want people who are a little anxious, right? Who aren't sure of themselves. Ah, okay. Another characteristic. And while obviously very successful, confident in in relationships, a lot of times um, you're not confident with technology. Right. You, You feel a little insecure using it. Right, and when I think about it, especially, you know, most of um, probably your audience, their early careers did not have computers in the office. That's right. They may have been introduced to them and may have had to try to figure them out, but for the most part, it's not something they grew up with. It's not something they breathed. And so they let that that insecurity, and they don't need to be insecure, about it, uh, you know, I, okay. I, I don't, you don't need to be insecure about your knowledge, but you let that insecurity give you fear and anxiety so that that can be capitalized on by the malicious actor. Okay. There's another characteristic I think that a lot of us share in that same demographic. We have a tendency to be trusted. And that was actually going to be one of my next oh, okay. points Okay. <laughs> with, it, with, uh, with that is... Your generation, and I guess you know, I guess people can't see me. Um, I, I'm a little younger. Not, <laughs> not no, much. You're approaching it. <laughs> I, it. It's closer over on the horizon than I would like. Um, you guys grew up in a generation um, where our institutions were something to be trusted, were something yeah. that you could, um, sure, you know, hold on to. Authority. Yeah, the image of a bank is something that is locked in. And, and right. And yeah. And, and and there was gravitas mm-hmm. in those fields and to those people of our institutions, both our government institutions yep. and our banking and financial institutions. Our securities, all of that. Uh, I mean, uh, the word securities. Right. Communicates that. And um, nowadays, and one of the tactics our bad actors like to use is impersonation. Okay. Where they impersonate or they pretend they are from an institution of authority, right? Like the IRS or the Social Security sure. Administration yes. or the bank. 
Mm-hmm. And because you have your generation has traditionally trusted those institutions, you then are trusting of this person yeah. and this communication mm-hmm. um, almost more so than someone who's younger and wary of whose whose trust in those institutions have been right. uh, completely demoralized over the past you know yeah. fifteen to twenty years. You know, when I was in the military, uh, I worked in the field of communication, and uh, we had a thing called Comsec, which is communication security. And I will always remember uh, they they taught us how uh, if they could get three items of information from you, then all of a sudden now that just opens up a lot of things. And so you think about that. Well, they've got my phone number. They've got my home address. They may have the name of uh, a relative. Uh, There's just all kinds of what we would think of as just simply innocuous information. Right. It's a goldmine for them because they can start putting that pieces together that was what 23 and me on their breach talked about recently how uh, they have all of your information your dna they have your your home address and your age and gender and relatives and so they can uh, it's scary out it there is my brother scary. it is scary and you know and you then you have these big research companies who oh yes. who compile all of that and collate it and and that was well that was Facebook's breach it was not necessarily Facebook but the the com- the research company right. that, uh-huh. th- that they sold their um, yeah they sold your information yeah. to who got breached and whole profiles of you not yeah. I mean psychological profiles uh, physical profiles spending all, habits right and all of that information in the hands of a bad actor yeah. Allows them then to come and present themselves as something they're not, or they might not even come to me directly, right? But they can still get that information because of all of those. I mean, somebody will sign up for, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody will sign up for a free account of something, and there'll be a lot of questions they'll ask about you because they're okay. Well, I'm, I'm giving you something, but you're, you're giving me something. all of this right. information. Got to be careful. Oh, it is scary. Remember, if it's free, yes. you're the product. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, um, I think we've painted a very yeah. dismal picture. Um, some, is there some other things, though, about what makes us such an easy target? And I think I'm asking that because we need to put up defenses to make those because a lot of times if it's difficult to get that information they don't have the time that they're moving on they're moving on yeah. right that give if I, if I can't get it in 30 seconds I have right. a huge list here I'll go get the next one it's, oh, it's, sure. a, it's, it's a volume business and I hate to say it even like that but well, cybercrime is a business there are foreign actors malicious actors who actually set up whole enterprises yeah. with employees intentionally designed to get money from from you illegally and it's a business and so just like the commission guy you know trying to sell toasters if you don't if he's not going to get the sale in 30 seconds he's moving he's hanging up and moving on to the next client so uh, just those couple things you have the money and, and the resources you're trusting and you have that little bit of anxiety when it comes to technology and a little bit even of, of the future. I know 
hey, I, I don't want anything bad. You're at a place where you're not making any more income, so you're having to live on what you have, right? So there's a little fear there when someone calls and says, hey, um, I'm with the Social Security Administration and your numbers, your Social Security number has been breached and your retirement account is at right. risk, yeah. right? That, that's not just a fear of technology. That's a fear of your future right. yeah, as okay. well. Yeah. And it, and it, you know, that fight or flight instinct comes on of, oh, I have to do something to fix this right now, mm -hmm. right? Oh, and you know, it, it, talking about sojourners, uh, we're known to be problem solvers. We're looking for things to fix. We're right. We take, uh, you know, we 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 want to. And but, and oh, here's a mess. I got to fix it. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got to clean do this it up myself. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, you know, I think they they prey, and it is it is predatory. It is predatory. They prey on on what they those perceived weaknesses, um, like the lion looking for the hurt gazelle right yeah yeah wow I, i've said it this will be the third time now it's a scary world out there it, it is but it doesn't have to be but there are some things we can do some practical things we can do oh sure to protect ourselves and i, I kind of like to shift now a little bit we've we've painted a pretty bleak picture so let's let's pull people off the cliff yeah no no, no problem <laughs> Let, so. let's talk a little bit more about some effective ways that we can protect ourselves as we use computers and devices and travel and, and those kinds of things so you know a lot of it is just you know being aware of your surroundings it's, okay. it's actually kind of funny the well the, no the, the, situational the, the, awareness i it, mean we it, do that when we drive it, don't and we? that's exactly the my thing yeah you know when you're driving you drive defensively sure. right yeah who's the most dangerous person on the road the other guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and and so we use our mirrors uh -huh. we pay attention to our surroundings yeah. um and and we make sure that we're using basic road safety to keep ourselves safe on the road. We do the same thing with our devices. And we'll do maintenance on our vehicles and and all of those sorts of things to to, to, to minimize yeah, to the because right. I mean, you, you might still get a tire pop even if you change, sure. you're, you're rotating and changing your tires. It might still happen. Oh yeah, yeah. So you not, can't necessarily prevent it. Yes. But you can minimize the opportunity. Yep. Yep. And so that's, you know, some of the first things is just being aware. Don't, you know, and I'm sure you've you all have heard most of these things before. It's uh, <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> um, but don't click on links uh, you're unfamiliar with from, you know, when you get an email from somebody, if you don't yeah. recognize the sender. You know, when I get an email and it's, yeah, it's like, okay, this is doesn't look real or it's from the phishing scheme where they, they yes. make it look real the first thing i do is go up and look at that email it came from exactly and that'll tell me right quick this is absolutely it, it, not from right a as soon as you're person it if you have any any ounce of doubt mm -hmm. any minuscule that just something doesn't feel right double check yeah just like you do on the road if you've stopped somewhere to get gas and you get out and you go, oh, my, I'm not quite, something just doesn't feel right about here. Right. I'm going to, yeah. You, you head back out, right? Yeah. You don't wait around. No. 
uh, and, and the same thing is true there. Yeah. So if you get that email, I wasn't expecting it. It's yeah. something seems off. Yeah. It probably is. <laughs> I did not register for that grand prize. I did not submit. It, uh, right. Obviously. And those are obvious ones. But again, these people know their they business do. and know our weaknesses. And so sometimes um, oh, they'll the, do that. The, oh, the I, you one, know, one of the one that used to go around a lot was where they would send you an email and it would look like I've got a friend who's uh, traveling in Germany and they've been arrested or, you know, and they need some money. Right. Uh, I pick up the phone and call my friend and say, what are you doing in exactly. Germany? <laughs> well, and, you know, and that's, you know, the big one, the one that I've seen especially targeted at um, your audience's demographic is what we call the evil twin. Okay. Um, and it, it's a social media Facebook scam where the bad actor, because he knows who you are, he knows who your grandchildren are. Oh, yeah. And so he will set up a fake profile with your grandchildren's oh, yeah. picture, their name. And we're, we, you know, we're bragging on our and, grandchildren. Exactly. Of course we are. And next thing you know, you get a Facebook messenger from your grandchild that says, hey, hey, grandpa, uh, I'm on my way back from, you know, spring break and I've, uh, I've, I've blown an engine okay. or I've popped a tire, right? Yeah, I need yeah. $400. Yeah. And, and by the way, if I ask mom and dad, they're going to kill me because oh, I yeah, wasn't supposed yeah. to come. So <laughs> can, can you help oh, me? Yeah. And, and you know, well, I, I know my Mima wouldn't have wanted me stranded out on, on the highway, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. So next thing you know, you're sending that $400, and then at Christmas, when you see Bob and go, yeah. hey, uh, did you get that tire fixed? And he's like, what tire? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that's just, I mean, yeah, emails, you're right. Don't click on something you don't know don't, about. Right. Get rid of that email that you don't think. It, 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 if it looks suspicious. Yeah. Double check, not using the email. Right. So if you get an email from your, say, your investment advisor that says, hey, something's gone wrong. I need you to click on this link and do this, this, and this. Yeah. Don't. Right. Banks are not going to ask for your password. Right. He's not. He's not. And if, if you're really worried about it, pull his business card out of your pocket yeah. and give him a phone call. Right. 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 Don't trust whatever phone number's in the in the email. Yeah. Use the one that you know is good. The yeah. one that you've used before. Okay. Good. All right. So that's that's some pretty good advice about emails. Um, what other areas? Again, well, you 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 see these. You're you're an expert in in some of these. So the phone calls and the text messages. Yeah. Are the same way. Okay. Ig um, ignore those um, unsolicited calls and the robocalls and yeah. and even even do not trust um, caller ID okay you know technology exists that allows we call it spoofing oh yeah okay. uh, uh, allows the bad actor to to make it appear as if the phone number is coming from something other than what it really is. Yeah. And so they'll use your contacts mm -hmm. to do that. So if it's same thing, if it seems suspicious, don't try it. Um, you mentioned phishing. 80% um, of the attacks on person on personal 
uh, individual household are phishing attacks. Okay. And phishing, for those who don't know, is where the bad actor sends you something. You'll click on the link, and it'll take you to a page. And he'll have set up a pay a web page that looks exactly like your financial institution's login page, right? It looks right. exactly like it. Now, if you're if you look up at the URL um, in the in the browser bar, yeah, the web address, the web address uh -huh. you'll see it's not. But you can tell he's it's not that. Although there are some attacks that are sophisticated enough, where even that's hard, getting harder to see. And so it looks like your banking institution, your financial institution. And as soon as you type in your your username and your password, he then has your username and password to your bank. And and so it'll bump back. Oh, that didn't work, right? Okay. But he's collected the information, oh, yeah. and now he's turning around and going to the real site and logging in real quick mm -hmm. to look at your stuff. That that's the phishing attack. Okay. It's a uh, it, it's wow. it's gathering having you. It's engineering you to give him your username and password. Yeah. So they do that for both the computer and the phone, and tons of it is coming in text now. So many are in text now. Uh, they don't really want to. They're not really interested in your home. I'm sure you're getting all the, hey, I'm, uh, I'm interested in the in in your home at right, one right. two three yeah. Apple Street. Well, yeah, we would like to buy your home. Yeah, right, those kind of things. That is, that's the start of the scam. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, even if you're interested in selling, <laughs> don't sell to the guy who randomly picks, you know, sends you a text message on the phone. Right. It's it's not going to work out well for you. So the the, uh, the idea though that um, I'm immune to anything like that really works against me. It sets me up because I am vulnerable. All of us are. We are. To some level. So we really have to be on guard. And it's a sad situation that we have to be in. Okay. Friends, we're going to break here in this presentation. Randy is offering us some information that is incredibly important and helpful for us as we look to protect ourselves when we use our computers and related devices. Welcome back to our conversation with Randy Bowman about protecting ourselves when using computers and related devices. Now, the last one for your audience yeah. that, that I think is probably more um, germane to them, be very careful on unsecured wireless networks. Unsecured wireless networks. No, right. Okay. So, you mean like if I'm sitting at McDonald's? Exactly. Wi Fi. Exactly. Yeah. If you're using a free Wi-Fi at, at a restaurant, at a hotel, at an RV park, those are very dangerous. Okay. Um, they open you up to what we, what's technically called man-in-the-middle attacks. So I, can, I, as an IT guy, can come into a, let's say, a Wal uh, McDonald's and put up my own wireless router with the same name as the McDonald's wireless router. And when you join it, you don't realize that you're, jo you're joining my router, not okay. McDonald's. Well, because it's my router, it's uh, my wireless router, 
every piece of information you send goes through that network and I have there are tools out there that will let me see that traffic I yeah, grab and, you know, it I, and then pass it okay. on. I see a scenario here. I, I'm sitting at McDonald's and um, I need to transfer some money real quick because I've got to work on the rig. Right. So I get on. Oh, I got a free Wi-Fi and I log into my bank and I transfer money from my savings to my checking. I have just compromised potentially. You, you have potentially just compromised yourself yeah. because okay. on that network, anybody else who's connected to that network can also see that traffic so certainly if you do log in on a free wi-fi don't do fin personal business especially right. financial exactly yeah and and even if you see that and i'll be extra cautious here so technically you should be okay because if you are because there's a the data is encrypted from your computer to your to to their server sure but we can break through encryption. Yeah. And I suspect some of the agencies in, in their you know, their their heart of hearts want to make it a free Wi Fi oh, for sure. good reasons. Uh, they're not putting the money into it to protect it then, no. like your bank would or something like that. No. So you are vulnerable. In, in those cases, you know, where you need to do that, use your phone's data. Yeah. Turn off your Wi Fi. On yeah. your phone and yeah. use your phone's data to yeah. do that. Um, if you have a hotspot, I don't know how many of your listeners carry hotspots. Actually, quite a few of them are starting to uh, uh, MiFi and uh, their own hotspots. Uh, we do. We use our own. So, so turn that on and use that instead yeah. because you own it and and the cellular network. Yeah. The data across the cellular network is protected. Yeah. Okay. Um, that one I think is probably pretty germane okay. to your audience. So be very careful even to not use free Wi-Fi, especially a, a, a community area. Right. Um, now, you surprised me when you said um, at an RV park. Mm -hmm. um, but I can see where uh, that probably would, would be susceptible. You know, honestly, it's that, you know, I, I, I travel quite a bit for my job. I don't use hotel Wi-Fi's. Okay. Um, and so I just applied the same thing. Okay. It's very easy in the hotel to set up because I can, you know, if I'm a bad actor, I get a room, right? Okay. And I set up to look just like, you know, the hotel Wi-Fi. RV park is the same thing. Okay. You're at the RV park. It is not hard for one of your neighbors yeah. to, to set it up and maybe even easier for someone to do that and then walk away and, and just leave their their router running hmm. you know you're scaring me because uh we we just uh had wi-fi installed at camp b our sojourner uh, home base and um that scares me. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we have a uh, person on our staff that is very knowledgeable and capable. And uh, I'm going to put a bug in Jimmy's ear to, hey, double check that. Let's right. get some more protections on that. Make sure, you know, what can we do to, you know, well, one of the easiest ways is just to actually um, turn on encryption on it so okay. that it so it's not open it's not yeah. public yeah. you have to type in if you connect to it you have to type in a, a wireless access key yeah that's a layer of protection that you can put on because then it's encrypted and you know 
that the device you're connecting to is the device you intend to connect to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, most of us do have a hotspot or some sort of a device like that, I think. And uh, so we just need to use it. Need to use We're it. We're paying for it. Let's use right. it. Right. Okay. All right. Some other tips for creating some of effective passwords. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, that's, a, that's a great one. Um, I, I am amazed that people would use the word password or one, two, three, four, five, or right. my birthday, um, you know, something like that. So first, my first piece of advice is don't create your own passwords. Oh, okay. Use what's called a password manager. But they're so hard to remember. I know. And, and don't worry, I, I've got something for that too. Um, so yeah. So, uh, but but first and foremost, use a password manager. You okay. know, I think like we mentioned a little earlier in the podcast, each and every site needs a unique password. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And and I understand if you get, you know, in today's very complex world. It's easy to have not just 10 or 15, but 80 to 90 different accounts that you're using. And so it is easy then to just rely on using the same password over and over again. And it is not manageable to memorize 80 or 90 passwords. That's why a password manager is, is just so important. And there's a, you know, there's a couple of good ones. Um, there's one called Bitwarden. Um, it's really good. Uh, 1Password, uh, Dashlane, or KeePass are some you know, really popular ones. I personally use KeePass uh, for, for my family. Um, and, and what are these? They're, password managers. Oh, okay. They're password they're managers. All pass, those are all password managers. Okay. Those are password managers. So they're software. So if I forget a password, it, they have it recorded and right. I, can, I can research. Okay. So so basically instead of remembering a password manager um, is just a, a tool that helps us create, save, manage, and use passwords across all other kinds of services. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of memorizing 80 or 90 passwords, you do only memorize one your your what we call your master password okay. your master password gets you into your password manager okay. then your password manager manages the unique passwords for every site okay all of the good ones um will generate strong passwords for you yeah so you just click the generate button and copy that into the password field when you're creating the password okay and now you have a unique password for that site, okay. and, and and it'll be random garbage that that you that you can't memorize, right? And, and that's great. Um, and then when you need to use you know access that service again, you open up your password manager, you click the copy button, and then you switch over to the app or the window you're in, and you click the paste button. Okay. And it just pastes the password in. Okay. And and boom, you're in, and you never really even know what the password is anymore. So that's, you know, first and foremost, that is the number one way to manage your passwords in a secure, uh, secure way. Now, okay, I know, I know, people aren't going to use it. Well, okay, they so, might. They might. Uh, so the next thing is, how, how do we create really good passwords? Well, okay. 
that and, and, let's and, go there and, first. And, and, Create good passwords. And, and for your master password, you do need to memorize it. So it does need to be a really good password. All right. So there still is a need to do it. Um, so first and foremost, like you already mentioned, we want to when we're creating a good a password. We do that. We need to remember. We do want to rely on things we've already memorized. We want to rely on things we've already memorized. So we don't want it to be random and out of, you know, out of the world or whatever. But we want to make sure it's not personally relevant. Okay. So it's something we've already memorized, but something that's not necessarily personally relevant. That's okay. why we don't use our birthdays, our spouses' names, our kids' names, right. grandkids' names, right. our puppy dog's name. Puppy dog's name, <laughs> of course. Don't use birthdays and anniversaries. But, you know, there's a couple things that, especially people in our religious heritage, have already memorized a whole bunch of that's not, pers that's not necessarily personally relevant. Okay. And that is song lyrics. Okay. And Bible verses. Bible verses. That's exactly what I was thinking, Bible verses. I, I use both of these all the time. Okay, that's good. So, yeah. and, and so... A good one would be... And there's a whole bunch of Bible verses. Oh, we don't have to repeat we don't have, Exactly. You don't have to repeat them all. So then in your little black book of passwords, all you have is bank and a, and a Bible reference. Probably not John 3.16. That uh, that's the one. Well that's known. the one I would avoid. And actually, that's the one we're going to use for the example here. Okay. Because everyone knows it. Yeah, exactly. So your password ends up being capital J, uh -huh. 3, colon, 1, 6. Capital F, capital G, L, T, W, T, uh, he, H, G, H, O, O, capital S, period, right? Okay, folks, do not use that password. Don't use that one. <laughs> but, but you never have to think about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. just type in, oh, my... My bank password's John 316, so I know J colon 316. Yeah, we, we've got capital, we've got numbers, we've got special characters, and yeah. then, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Right. Period. Yeah. And, and I'm just grabbing the first letter. Yeah. Right. Of, yeah. of that and putting it in. Yeah. Okay. And now, if you're really good, you'll make them relevant. So. Okay. So you're, you know. All right. So, oh yeah, so, so we did Bible verses, that's great. Songs are also wonderful. Okay. So in your little book of your pass, uh, where you keep your passwords, instead of putting the song title, you're just going to put the, you know, the song number from the hymnal. Okay. So good old 728B. <laughs> that came to mind. <laughs> and, and then your password is, yeah. you know, capital T. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I B. T A B uh, A capital okay. G, right? You yeah. know, or it might be the last uh, couple of words. It may be the last song. right, Something right. Like that, the it's chorus relevant to me, and, unique and, to me. And if you're, you know, maybe you do verse three because no one ever sings that That's one. That's right. <laughs> and, nobody sings verse three, so nobody knows it, right? Um, okay. So you know, those are some techniques of okay. relying on things mm. that you've already memorized. Yeah. That you've probably had memorized forever okay but they're not personally relevant yeah and again remember if i'm a bad actor i got no time 
to truly I, I, try to figure all that out. Right. It's too hard. I'm going to move on. Well, so make it tough. Make it tough. And especially, you know, if you do, if you do, do Bible verses, you know, because I've had people say, well, that, you know, it wouldn't t- if, if that became a common technique of people doing that, you know, they'd create a dictionary of passwords. Sure. The problem is there's so many different versions. Yes. Okay. Good. And editions of different Bibles, and who knows what you memorized. Yeah. I remember you told us one time in a, in a training session with the state about uh, uh, misspelling words or supplanting letters and numbers. Right. Those are very good uh-huh. techniques to, to, to integrate in with the Bible verse. Yeah. So yeah. instead of using uh, the letter E, you may turn that into a three. Right? I think we could probably use the word propitiation and uh, I still can't spell that. <laughs> right. Or Ebenezer. Uh, um, you know, create past phrases yeah. is also a, okay. a, a good technique. A past phrase is basically take a sentence and jam it together. Okay. So it's really long. <laughs> um, okay. And that way there, you know, it's, it's just a random sentence. Yeah. Um, and it's a past right. phrase. Okay, so I've... I've tied up my passwords, got some good complexity to them. Uh, they're relevant to me. They're not common knowledge or, or right. commonly or easily uh, hacked or something. But don't get too used to using that password because you need to change that password at some point in time. Um, yeah, maybe. So okay. there is um, recent research in the past three to five years is actually changing our recommendation on that okay. as security professionals, okay. as IT security that's, professionals. That's, that's interesting. Um, we have cha- we have found that if you're, follow- if you're use- using a password manager or you're following one of these other techniques, okay. that's actually better than making you change your password so often um, because the more often people are have to change the password the more likely it is they're going to repeat something okay okay or start going back into sharing pass you know using the same password okay. for everything okay so remember what we said it's 90 percent uh behavior 10 percent technical right and the the old adage of change your password every three months or whatever is almost technical and we're, we've learned that that's actually not that's actually not the best behavior. If you okay. have a good, strong password for one site, okay, and each site has their own unique password, okay, or you're storing it in a password manager, okay, you don't necessarily need to do the changing it every three months. Okay. Now, if you do get a notice or see in the news that that particular yeah. institution has been hacked and those passwords leaked go change that yeah, one yeah well you know our uh, um I'm, I'm retired military and uh, the the our system forces me to change and, my password and there, there's some that are still doing that um you know and it will and i think you know there not everyone is not every institution is is up on the latest research and not every institution adopts the latest research yeah. right now, the other thing is with passwords that you've probably started experiencing a lot nowadays, what we call 
multi-factor authentication. There you go. That's okay. Yes, that or, was one of my thoughts too. Is it, uh, MFA or sometimes they'll just say two-factor two authentic- authentication, but a lot of it's now multi-factor. Yes. Oh, and that's such a pain. But I recognize it's, the validity uh, of it. And it is. It is a pain. I got to, sure enough, I'm going to have to get up and go get my, my cell phone. phone. Right. So I can get texted the one-time passcode <laughs> yeah. or, or open up my, yeah. uh, my, my multi-factor but application app. But I appreciate app. that it's there to help me. It is. It's and, there. And so, so use it. If the, service, if the service offers it, don't ignore it. Yeah. They're they're offering it for a reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So make sure you sign up for the annoying yeah. multi-factor authentication. Again, another layer of complexity uh, it's, it's a, and difficulty for the bad actor. Exactly, because now he doesn't just have to have your username and password. He also has to have your phone. What about these? Um, what about these? Uh, I forgot what they're called. Where they say I'm not a robot. Where you have to identify three fire hydrants or something like that in a picture. Is that part of that network security? It, it is. Um, that's part of the network security. That's to keep, a lot of times, to keep automated systems from trying passwords. Okay. Um, they actually use that for two things. One is for the security, and the other is when you're doing that, you're actually training um, artificial intelligence models on uh, the visual impact being able to visually pick up stuff a lot of that data of show me everything that has a, a red light in it uh-huh. um is part of the training uh that's helping that helps with self-driving cars oh boy <laughs> we haven't even started talking about artificial well, that, intelligence but, and, and, that, and that's a different topic <laughs> yeah, we're talking security yeah, day. <laughs> but that's just an interesting fact that okay. um that's you know so it is security to prevent automated attacks on uh-huh. a business site and make sure that you are really a person, but it had a second uh, a second use as well of uh, wow. training, training. Um, artificial intelligence yeah. models. Yeah, oh boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what else? So uh, is, I know we're feeding our audience a lot, but this is so important. You know the. Make sure you use your biometric um, access, you know, locks on your phone. Your the thumbnail or the face ID. Okay. Or thumbprint. Thumbprint, yeah. Thumbprint or the face ID. Okay. Um, I know some people shy away from that, um, but those are that's because remember, especially as things move to two-factor authentication, mm-hmm. getting your phone becomes very important. Okay. Um, so obviously. Hardware theft. Okay, I may be doing something that's not a smart move. Um, when we're home, I'm local. I'm I'm there at our house or whatever. Um, I I don't necessarily have uh, passwords and stuff to be able to access my phone. But when we travel, we do. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm going on a sojourn or whatever, um, my laptop, my iPad, iPhones, whatever. Um, I use passwords, but it sounds like you're telling me uh, use the passwords anyway. Well, right. I mean, especially if we're if someone really wants to come after you, uh-huh. um, and they need your phone, and this will move from you know cybercrime into physical crime as well. If they know that you don't keep a password on your phone at home, then what they'll do is get it while it's home, right? Because okay. then they can access it and 
either set the password to something they know before they leave yeah so that they have it and you know at least in business in business like 97 percent of the attacks are internal attacks not external uh-huh. i don't think that's necessarily as true in um in our homes but it might be you know it very well could be estranged uh it's strange Uncle Bob coming over for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't thought of that. Um, you know, I was thinking, too, we might uh, we might stay in a motel overnight, and so we go out to dinner, and we've left our laptop and our cell phone, and we might not have remembered to, lock to secure it. Yeah. Right, yeah, definitely make sure you, yeah. you know, it, that it does have a password on it. You close it down before you leave. Um, if you're really worried... They do, every laptop has what's called a K-lock on it. You can get a K-lock at, um, at Office Depot, and it will allow you to lock the computer to a piece of furniture in the room. Oh, okay, so somebody couldn't they can't remove just, the device. Right, they okay. can't just take the Without device. Without a great deal of trouble. Without, a, exactly. You know, Bolt cutters, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Exactly, it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, definitely, if you're traveling and you've stopped at Starbucks and you're, you know, working in Starbucks while you're having your coffee, if you need to go to the to the little boys' room or the little girls' room, unless you're with somebody yeah. who can watch it, yeah. if you're by oh, yourself, yeah. don't ask a stranger to watch your computer. <laughs> take the I, I know it's annoying. Pack it up. Yeah. Take it with you. Yeah. And then come set it back up. Oh yeah. Okay. It's. I can't imagine doing that, Randy. Leaving my devices oh, at the table. It happens all the time. And I, I, and it, okay. <laughs> You know, it's interesting to me because I'll be there and, and, you know, working, having a cup of coffee, yeah. and someone else will be working at the table. Over, and, 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 you know, you, they'll go, hey, do you mind watching this real quick? Yeah. And everything in me wants to go. Oh, here we are trusting people, right? Right. <laughs> everything in me wants to go, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No. And, and, and I have to not put on my IT security hat and put on my good neighbor hat yeah. <laughs> and just go, yes, I'll keep an eye on it for you while you... While, oh. But but what makes you think you can trust me? <laughs> okay. Oh. Man, there's a lot to think about. A lot to think about. Anything else? Any uh, last minute tips? You know, just don't be scared. It's okay <clears throat> to say no. Um you know, a lot of times in these situations, we talked about fear and anxiety, okay. and um, the bad actor is going to do things to escalate that fear and anxiety in you to get you to act rashly, right? It's okay to say no. It's okay to hang up that telephone. It is okay to hang up that <clears throat> telephone. Yeah. Don't, if, if you're feeling fearful, if you're feeling afraid, don't make a decision. Don't take any action. Okay. It is better to not take action and have something happen and then clean that up later than it is to rashly act because you're in a place of fear and uncertainty. Okay. Well, friends, this is a, I mean, we've, we've painted some scenarios that are fearful. We've painted some scenarios that although serious, uh, do have a little bit of a comical side to it. And I think all of us have probably violated in some way uh, 
some of the security ideas that Randy's talked about. I know I have. I'm going to I'm going to be making some changes. <laughs> But uh, it is a very serious topic, and we're protecting what we have worked long and hard for. We're protecting the resources that our Lord has graced us with so that we can continue our mission. And uh, we don't want to lose that. And, and so this is a very serious topic. And we're going to be talking about this topic with some other folks uh, in the future to get some other perspectives on on this interesting things but randy brother thank you oh thank I, you i so appreciate it um you've you've opened a window that's kind of scary but one that we need to open up and let some light in on so we are protected or at least making the effort to be protected well friends that wraps up our visit with randy bowman about protecting ourselves as we use our computers and other devices. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast or you know someone we should have as a guest, or if there's a topic you would like for us to discuss, please email me at sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. And also, share this podcast with others. Randy, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I, I, you've always been a, a great source of information and encouragement. And uh, again, uh, we, I think we became friends immediately, and, and so. I'm, I'm glad that we did. Well, friends, I'm your host, Dave Layton. And remember, we glorify God as together we travel with a purpose. <laughs>